Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, the always highly viscous co-host of this show, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Ah, celebrating hashtag Thankful Thursday, and it's National Be Someone Day. National Be Someone Day. (laughs) Well, I I say go to hell to that. That's a bridge too far. That's asking too much. And uh, no, at some point you have to stop being a sheep. Right, George Clark? At some point, you got to stop being a sheep and just step up and say, I am not going to be someone just because you told me to be someone today. I draw the line here. May seem like a strange one to draw and a strange place to draw it. But you know what? I'm artistically minded and I'm drawing the line right here. I shall not be someone today. I'm a podiatrist today, Eric. Is that what you want to be? <laughs> yeah, Is this today. Is we just pretend to be something that we, uh, I don't know. A lot of times we want to be something and we're not willing to put the work in. I can speak from experience. Like a better uh, when person? I was, what's that? Oh. Like a better person? Like a, like a better person. You know that. You know, you've known me long enough, Autumn, to know that I'd like to be a better person. Yeah. I'm simply not willing to put the work in. <laughs> no. Nope. You know, it just, it comes down to laziness. I, I understand this. I, when I was, uh, when I was younger, when I was a youngster, man, I wanted to be uh, in a rock band. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be in a rock band. And, uh, and I, I got a guitar. And within like 15 minutes, it's like, I didn't realize it was going to hurt your fingers. This one's out. <laughs> like, okay, so I can't play guitar. And then I couldn't sing. And I realized that I wasn't going to be in a rock band. And I immediately put my eyes on radio, a lower <laughs> rung on the showbiz ladder, I says to myself. I think I can do that because I think all I have to do is get enough sleep and know what's going on in the world. And it all worked out, but... Uh, no matter how big this show gets, and it gets bigger by the day, I'll never truly have what I want, right, on them? Because what I really want is to be a better person who's in a rock band. And I'm too lazy <laughs> to make the effort for either. So this is, hey, listen, we all it's not a bad place to land, am I right? Not a bad place. It's working place for to, you. Sure, absolutely. And, and you, for all your complaining, you're still my friend. So obviously. Oh, thank I, you so much for putting up with all of me. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is you're is putting you're up saying? with me. For all of your complaining, you're putting Ugh. up with me, and you're still my friend, so Whatever. I'm not losing anything. Why you would I put the effort in? vacuum out of the deal. Come on. <gasps> yeah. I love, oh my God, Eric. Oh, oh okay. I absolutely okay. love 
my vacuum. Let's open up. You know, in Radio Autumn, they say that uh, new people join every single moment of every single yeah? day. They may have tuned in and thought, wow, this lady, she has a real good reason to go after the host, not knowing that just a few weeks ago for your birthday, I bought you, I don't know, a $600 vacuum cleaner. <laughs> hey, it wasn't you 600, wanted, was it? Oh, it was 550 or something after shipping and your taxes. Let's, let's round up to $600. So I just want people who are just tuning in now to think, okay, there's a little dynamic going here. She's not always right. But I'm glad you're enjoying. God, I love it the, uh, so much. Yeah? Uh, do, you, do you sometimes vacuum even when the carpet's not dirty? Yeah. It's like you just want that feel of vacuuming and you're, boy, this it's is. More like uh, there's probably something in there. Yeah. Get yeah. it out. Now, there, psychologically, I, I think something's going on here, which isn't totally positive, but I'm not an, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not an expert. Must be clean. Everything clean. Everything clean. I'm just glad in those moments that uh, my gift is there for you. Speaking of uh, uh, psychological problems, I believe you have uh, a listener wrote in, I don't know, by way of one of these social media. It's at our super or... secret Facebook fan group called Two Plus yes. Four. And somebody's worried that I've uh, gone off my... Uh, rocker yeah, to this, a certain degree. Her yeah. name is Lori Freeman. She's got one of the two name uh, you know how in the south you have a lot of the two name women. She's got Lori Freeman as her name. Wait and a minute. Hold wing, on. You mean what? a first name and a last name? You no, don't it, any no, sense. no, no. I'm saying like normal. you know how you'll have like Sarah Jane and you'll have like or uh, Yeah, I know, but you you just get you said she has two but she only gave us one. Lori, Lori. Freeman is it? No, Freeman's her last name. No, she's got a third name after that. I don't want to give that on the air. She's oh, that, it's probably so two last names. She's she's keeping her last name and then she's adding her <laughs> Married it, it last could name, be. I didn't. Right? I didn't get all the details from Lori on this. It's not the same thing as Johnston or something. Not the same thing as Lindy Lou or something like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's just the two last names. She's trying to respect her heritage as long, along with her uh, her husband or wife's heritage. Thank you. And, yes, and she says, "What the heck is going on with Eric von Hessler? He seems manic. By the way, I hate the Hunter Thompson glasses that he's rocking." You see what's going on here is because we're doing the show from home because there's a mass thing going on at work, which hopefully will go away in a few days or a few weeks. Who who knows? So I'm back home only because not for some political statement. I know I'm on the radio and I have a show. And so people think it's just that I feel stupid walking around in a mask. Uh, History will tell whether that's right or wrong. I have no interest in fighting with people about it. I just feel stupid walking around wearing a mask. So I'm back at home doing the show in front of my computer. And it's funny how this shows you how conspiracy type theories can start on when really the 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 real answer is so mundane and so petty so uh people see me wearing like today i'm wearing full-on sunglasses if you want to see what's on the screen in front of me all you have to do is tune in and look at my sunglasses because you can see everything that is there (laughs) in front of me right now but the people are saying i don't know he's he's afraid of the COVID. he's in his basement he's wearing uh sunglasses i think he's gone manic i think he's losing his mind he's fear he's fearing when in reality the truth comes down to very petty, mundane sort of thing, which is uh, I don't I don't want to show off my old man eyes, and uh, when I'm at home, I'm two inches from the from the camera. So. <laughs> Can you show us what it looks like? No, why would I do that? Why well, would just I do to that? see. Maybe it's oh, maybe you, in your you, mind, it's overblown, and oh, in I'm sure it is. I'm sure Let's it see. is, but that doesn't matter. No, okay, show you me know your what? Eyes. You know what? You know what? Show me. I'm not showing you. Take them off. I'm not, okay, now you're turning me on a little bit. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, but this is a setup. Because as soon as I show you my eyes, you're going to put those clothes back on and just walk right the hell out of here. I know I what you're I promise I won't. And you're going to take a big picture, and you're going to put it out there. Look at this old creeper. He thought <laughs> he was going to be able to eyes. sleep with me, and then I'll be all viral. You th- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not losing my mind at all. I'm not paranoid. Take it off. <laughs> you're already drinking a beer. <laughs> uh, this is yeah. not a beer. This is uh, this is vodka that looks oh, like a glass of water. Nice. So, <laughs> that gets you through the I got morning. no problems. What, yes. Just because I'm wearing There's sunglasses? There's coffee in my coffee cup. <laughs> no, it's zero juice. We established this yesterday. I, just because I'm uh, wearing sunglasses and drinking vodka at 9, 10 in the morning? <laughs> He's got a black eye under there. think there's a problem? <laughs> a black eye. My wife has been knocking me around again. Okay. Now you want to get to it. that pile in the corner of your room back there? I ran, into, I ran into the door. <laughs> yeah. I love old man eyes. Well, see him? Oh, gone. Oh, I didn't. Wow. You, didn't, you gotta ah, it was too me. fast for you. It's too fast for you. The old man eyes can stand up to distance to a camera to a certain degree, meaning I could wear regular glasses. But the old man eyes cannot stand up to two and a half inches well, from the camera. Up. I can't back up because the microphone. Then I have to hold the microphone in my hand. Oh, you don't I could, have an arm? No, no. Well, no. I would like to be able to set it up to where maybe I can stand, like I do when I'm in at home. Yeah, anyway, nobody gives a damn about this. This is housekeeping for heaven's sake. Yeah, with those glasses. Hey, how are you feeling today? What's People up? tuned in to be entertained. Hey. Oh, I'm not listening to us talk about our setups. Hey, Eric. Hey, let's talk about gear. You ever see those YouTube channels? Like, hey, here's the gear that Eric Clapton's used since 1967. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I Do bet I Eric- like the song? Do I not like the song? Yes, sir. I bet those uh, glasses are polarized. Kind of have that fisherman look a little bit going on there. Like you going out well, to Lake Lanier, going to go out bass fishing or something like that afterward? Sunglasses are great at making uh, the least cool people at least look a little bit cool. You do have to. <laughs> sunglasses still, we all know it's an illusion. We all know it's fake. But there's a time. We understand what's going on with Biden. But every once in a while, when he's wearing the aviators and the sun is right, you go, hey, he's left. It, it Great, Jack, even... you don't want to see my old man eyes. <laughs> yes. Should we all be wearing sunglasses in solidarity? <laughs> to, for me? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's not like a thing where I'm going to raise man money. It's old Thursday. Don't you know yeah. that the oil slicks in Delaware hurt your eyes? you got to wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. No, actually. What happened with that yesterday? Joe Biden sort of claimed that the environment in Delaware, the oil companies, are the reason that he has cancer. Then they had to come back and go, well, he doesn't have... Because he is the president of the United States, so people thought, did he just announce to us that he has cancer? And then they came back and said, no, 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 no. He was referring to when he had skin cancer. But then, like, that was caused by the oil companies? Wouldn't that be caused by the main generator of uh, renewables, the sun? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what... (laughs) This... (laughs) <laughs> There's so much strange going on there, but he kind of threw it off. Like, did we have that audio or not? I don't I have that play. part of the audio. I have uh, a part, some of the audio where he was introducing one of the representatives that was uh, up there. On oh the yeah, stage he mangled him. the name. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, Jared, I think you know you're falling for a little bit of uh, uh, low hanging fruit. Like, I, like everybody, it just that person's last name is difficult, right? It's not like their last name was Henderson. Yeah, I heard. They very quickly play it. I mean, I don't think this is a gaffe, really. It's a hard last name. With Warren, Arkansas sauce. Where is she? Arkansas sauce. Arkansas sauce. That's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know that it's bad, but I do stand corrected in the sense that it certainly is funny. (laughs) I tell you one upside of doing the show from my home. I get two hours extra sleep. 
not having to get in before the traffic. Rub it in. Well, if I had done that years ago, I wouldn't have to wear the sunglasses for the video, and I wouldn't have these old man eyes. These old man eyes that come from a person who just cannot force themselves to go to sleep very early and has had a job where they have to wake up very early for a long time. And uh, so now I'm wishing, man, it would have been nice. I should have been doing this back in the uh, 90s. You, know, you don't have show. any preparation H at home to put under your eyes? Uh, it stinks. The high heaven, doesn't it? Not really. Does it really work? Yeah. It, I don't know that it works. Like years ago, it tightens I, your capillaries, I right? Well, I'll give it a shot. I'm putting it in other places anyway. So I might as well. You know, I just, I'll just before remove I, before that tube I, that you had to attach to it. Yeah. yeah. Before I go outside, I'll just uh, you know rather than uh, suntan lotion, I'll just lather myself in preparation H all there you over. Go. You're prepared shrink. for H. Would that mean that if you wanted to lose weight, you would just put it around your belly? Like I don't know how much that's going to shrink everything. I mean, well, your like eyes are size. very you know yeah. sensitive. Anal. They're very, they're very anal. Yeah. Like, you know, very, hey, look, uh, if, if, if it works in the anal region, it's going to work in the uh, ocular. Ocular. Guys. The ocular region. Eyes. I use that fancy. Guys. Guys' eyes. Eyes. Guys. Are your eyes. Are your eyes. <laughs> you leave your seeing great or you won't pay. So do you have the audio of Joe Biden? Which at first I blew off. I do think that uh, as silly as... Uh, and obviously, Joe Biden is uh, losing his cognitive step. That's obvious. But I do think sometimes that we kind of grab for any sort of little flub or any. Wait, you talking about this one? With Warren, Conrad, Arkansas sauce. Where is she? There you go. Arkansas sauce. What was the first part he was saying? Warren. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Warren. No, it's oh, it's a Warren first, and then the other one. What's the actual name that he that he butchers? It's it is uh, an odd name. Jake Auchincloss of yeah, uh, so Delaware. That's not an easy Jake name. Santa Claus from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> from Arkansas. Arkansas. With Warren, there's a moment there where it sounds like he's swearing. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, like in bit. there. It's like, did he say the F word? Play it again. With Warren, Conversation, Arkansas sauce. Where is she? There you go. Where is she? There she is. Hey, Barkin Clark. Hey, Barsha Barkin. Dogs are barking. Because of all the oil in Delaware. Yeah. Now, you have this other thing that uh, I just thought was interesting because, you know, he had his big environmental day where he says all this stuff that's, you know, doesn't mean anything. People, It's for uh, right and left wing shows to yell at each other about. But in reality, it doesn't really mean anything. He's trying to make the progressives and the climate people think that he's, uh, you know, he's doing something for them when he's yeah, not. He's not doing anything for anybody. Um, but in the... While he was telling the story, he uh, claims that in Delaware, because of the oil companies, everybody's got cancer, including himself. And people were like, is that an announcement? Does he have cancer? And then the White House said, no, he was referring to his skin cancer from the past. But to my mind, I don't think oil companies produce that kind of cancer unless you fall into a vat of oil. I don't know. Like it seeps into your skin. And ironically, I think, well, we've got to find out. That's a good question. Um, ironically, uh, skin cancer would come from the number one engine of possible potential renewables, and that would be the sun. That's just a little bit of irony. The dangerous sun. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. you got to go nuclear. If you want a safe, isn't that weird? 
if you want a safe, carbon-free future, you have to go nuclear energy. Nobody's going to do it. That's why my mind is closed to all of this stuff, whether it's Trump or Greta or anybody else. The answer is staring you at the face, but you don't like the word. How dare so, you? <laughs> You're not supposed to look at it. That's why. That's, you can't. You not supposed to look at what? The sun. No, I'm talking about nuclear. Oh, yeah. Energy is the answer to the future. Autumn, are you two seconds behind me? What is going what? on with you? Where are we? Sakes? Are we in a commercial? Arkansas. <laughs> Where's the president? Where's Slap the president? Slap the cabbage, you've got Autumn Frisch card. Good Warren. Arkansas sauce. Makes more sense to me than Autumn Fisher is this morning. <laughs> I can tell you that. Pass so, me the Arkansas sauce. <laughs> the claws. Here oh, is the declaration. Oh, claws. the Arkansas sauce. That is when Ooh. I'm doing the barbecue. That is it, man. That's... I told Bill Clinton you should put it on his ribs. <laughs> vinegar, vinegar based. It's it's about the vinegar. That's exactly mm. what it is. Uh, go ahead and play the uh, cancer thing. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. So he's claiming there that the oil companies are the reason that he got cancer. Now, I'm not a doctor. People know this about me. I'm too lazy to have done that kind of work. I'm not a doctor. But I don't think that uh, oil companies or even kind of pollution would give you skin cancer. Maybe you can. I, I usually think of it as exposure to the sun, right? Well, even if he's talking about just any type of cancer, like he had the skin cancer and other people have other types of cancers, he's, but he he's said, associating it with himself yeah. as the oil company did it. Yeah, it well, again, I guess it is. Yeah, he's not. He's not saying. Look, I can understand where people are coming from. I, I dealt with some skin cancer. It's not. Right. A, it's not a good thing. And I believe that these companies are, are are causing. Yeah, he he tosses it off like me and everybody else. Play it again. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. Stop for one second. <laughs> I, you know, I imagine that's true. I, I but I want to know. Is he uh, again, here's the, problem with the, here's the problem with the media. Here's the problem with the media. Nobody thinks. Well, let me go find out if that was true. Yeah. In 1964, or whenever it was, or what he's talking about at the time period when this was going on, was this something that had to be done once, three times a year, or was it some? Hey, I'm on my way to work. Okay, first <laughs> I got to turn on the windshield wipers to get rid of this oil off of my. I mean, <laughs> were, were regulations really that lax at one point that people would live in that? Why, why? So, I mean, it seems to me like there's a possibility that kind of thing could happen. But it would be nice to have reporters who immediately, when listening to somebody speak who is in power, just write down, okay, check that, check that. He claimed this, he claimed that. But they don't. That, that doesn't happen. So I will just have to assume that that is how he started his days in Delaware, by turning on the windshield wipers to get the oil off of his windshield. Good Warren, Conversation. Arkansas sauce, where is she? There you go. Won't dwell on this for very long because my interest in the band The Beatles far exceeds that of the audience. I understand that. But, Autumn, what do you think of that little story, I, the thing I found out last night about John and Paul? Huh? Uh, it's um, 
I think it's like it makes sense. And then when you talk about what they uh, came to the United States singing, it's pretty. Yeah. I wanna hold your hand. These they yeah. were they were they were. They They're were like, stressing. oh, when you touch me, I feel happy inside. <laughs> they were well, dirty. You know, John wanted to do other things with his hand, and then the girl would just lay there, you know, and she'd say, well, you can put your hand wherever you like, and then I would hold the other side, you know. They would be. They were dirty. Dirty people, you know, and, and I will say some revisionism here. You know how all the way through the whole Beatles story, well, and I think it is true, Ringo's the guy who should have been the Beatles drummer, uh, Pete Best. He just wasn't a Beatle, and he didn't hang out after the shows. Uh, maybe maybe he wasn't a pervert. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> maybe a Maybe it's creep. possible that he's the only one who wasn't a complete degenerate. Pete didn't <laughs> like to watch, you know, but George and Ringo would watch, you know, and take the pen stone, you know, and it was okay, you know, but it was, it was fun. They were filthy, filthy people. The Let's do this. Young. Let's do this. What's I the market young, doing with Money Matters, Wes Moss? They're young lads. They're getting a thrown at them. They would make... They would make frat boys blush. The filth four is what they called us. Maybe in maybe in fifty years, you know, we'll have stories like this about BTS. You know what they yeah, were doing behind yeah. the scenes. Who? Yeah, oh yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Wes. Oh, good morning, oh, Wes. Hi, Wes. Hi, Wes. There's a guy. Sorry who to interrupt your conversation around the Beatles. Can't stand. Listen, wow. if you knew the story, if you knew this story that I found out <laughs> last night, you would. Let me tell you something. You'd be interested. It's. It's something else. But we have you here, Wes Moss, not because I know you're a Rolling Stones man, but we're here not because of music. We're here because you are an expert on all things economic. Can I ask you a question? As uh, uh, Sure. Go ahead. You're not an economist. You're a what? What, what is your uh, what is your? Well, I studied economics. Calling? So I, okay. I went to the University of North Carolina. I studied economics. Uh, I, and you're I'm you're an a financial advisor. You're yeah, a I'm, I'm an investment strategist. And financial, yeah. Um, uh, do you play the lottery? Someone like you who uh, you know manages money and stuff. When the lottery gets to the mega millions, do you uh, jump in and say, "Ah, what the hell"? You know, I've I've actually never bought a lottery ticket myself uh, ever. Uh, however, when the lottery has gotten to you know, half a billion or half a mil or half a billion and higher, that's where it is. Yeah, it's higher. Six hundred thirty million. Typically, we do. If everyone in the office is buying one, I, I typically will buy one as an insurance policy in case yeah. the office wins the lottery and everyone retires early. So I've I've got to be insured for that as well. It's just you're just covering you're just covering your yeah. I'm going to be part of the pool, yeah. of course. Come on, as a as a CNBC thing. So most people like I would take the one time cash. You know, the rather than relying on the state for the next the 30 years sure yeah yeah so if you win 630 million dollars this friday did you look at the tax burden the story on from cnbc um let's see if you took the buyout on 630 million that would be let's see da -da 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 -da, so the friday nights i just had this in front of me i promise i'm not this well it depends you, on the you state would you would take you would take 359.7 million dollars uh, immediately, so by taking the buyout and the one-time thing, you wouldn't get six thirty. You go down to three fifty-nine point seven million, and immediately, this is before you get into each state. Immediately, basically, the feds by hitting you on two different fronts are going to end up taking something like a hundred and ten million dollars or more from you right off the top. But you still, when all things are settled, you're still going to walk away with like two thirty. 240, which is, you know, pretty good for not putting in one single day's work for it. But ultimately, and then some people, would you take the would you take the the one-time payout? I would. 
That would be my thing. I, I certainly would. Yeah, I would take the one-time payout and then invest accordingly. Yeah, I don't trust the state to be around 30 years from now to give it to my uh, my uh, whoever's well, still so alive. Well, so anything that long-term, you're exactly right. Who knows what happens in yeah. five years, let alone 10, 20, 30 years. It's the Couldn't same the with pop- people buy annuities. When you buy an yeah. annuity, people think that they have some wonderful... Some something wonderful locked in, and then for the next 30, 40 years, what, what happens if the annuity company gets bought and sold 10 different times? So I've, I've or, actually seen that happen, which is yeah. not comfortable. Well, and, and also politicians, you know, look at the IRA stuff. They're talking about playing with that. You put your money in for the last 20 years thinking the rules that are over one thing, and you have politicians like, ah, we need more money, you know, and they can pass laws. Now, I don't know that there would be something where maybe you would take a hit as far as whether people trusted you in the future, but politicians could pass a law 20 years from now going, eh, we're not giving that money out anymore. <laughs> uh, that's a possibility, right? As it's long as they can get reelected yeah. doing it, right? So, so yeah, I think the, it's the bur- the bird in hand. Of course, is is much better than six hundred and thirty yeah. million in the bush. Yeah, I'm not trusting any uh, state government or federal government for the next uh, thirty years to do what they to to, <laughs> to make a promise and, and keep to it. So, uh, how do you feel about the markets right now? I don't. Uh, you know, it's a it's a weird thing where someone like Netflix, they they. They did well yesterday, right, on Wall Street? And, and the reason that they did yeah. well was because they didn't lose as many uh, subscribers as they thought they were going to lose. They thought they were going to lose 2 million, and they lost a little less than one. And this made people go, oh, that's a good deal again. Explain that to me. They still lost so th- almost a million. So remember, all of this is markets, whether it's stock market, bond market, or individual companies, it's all about the expectations of the future. So if you're in a a spiral of losing customers and you're supposed to, and, and everyone forecasts that you're going to lose 2 million. If you lose less than that, then maybe the expectations end up being exacerbated and overly pessimistic. And that's with everything. We're seeing it with interest rates. It's not just the Fed raising rates. It's the market saying, oh, the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates. So the bond market itself pushes rates higher by selling bonds. It's the same thing with stocks. And But you're right. We've had a little bit of a let's call it a little bit of a reprieve. If I, I, I was just looking this morning over the past month. If you go back, the, 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 it's been a rough year, right? We know yes. that the market was in bear market. The SP 500 at one point was down 22, 23% kind of at, at, a, at its low point so far this year. It's rallied back. It's up about 7% over the past month. The Dow's up about six. The NASDAQ's up a little more than that. So the past month, really the last five or six weeks has been, there's been some reprieve, and I think part of that goes to your same question about expectations. The world is, if you, if you talk to a, a, an average American, it's really easy to point to 10 things that are all bad. Inflation, seven out of those 10 would be inflation, right? You could, you could make an argument that inflation's terrible in every single category. Uh, and that's, that's t- it's very difficult when you're paying 5 $6 in gas and everything else, the milk and cookie index is up 13% year over year. The milk and cookie index. So, I mean, we're paying a lot for everything. So we've war in Ukraine. You've got Fed raising rates. There's no end in sight. And the argument that – and then we have midterm elections coming up. So you, you talk to the average American family and they say, well, Wes, where's the, where's the good news? There's no way. There's no way markets can do well. And then here we are in the last, call it five, six weeks, markets have actually rallied, I think, because expectations got so bad. People have been listening to so much uh, Von Hessler doctrine that they're, they're, <laughs> they're looking at the future and saying, hey, 
West, the market can't be good over the next couple of months. And, and again, typically when you get all the sentiment on one side of the boat, you see things start to change the other direction. I think that's what we've seen the last six weeks. Did you just blame the Von Hessler Doctrine for inflation? <laughs> that's a heavy burden, my friend. That's a heavy. That's a heavy to it's wear on my shoulders. On I you. caused. I'm faced with the idea that I caused this it's inflation. All, you did it oh. in your late night conversations with Jerome Powell. That's what it is. I told him, hey, it's transitory, man. <laughs> so if any time right now, and I mean just in a generalized way, because once you, the devil's in the details with the market as anything else, but in a generalized way, when we see the market have a halfway decent day here and there, it, to me it says people are buying into the idea that they think that Jerome Powell and the Fed um, can nail something like a soft landing without going into a deep recession. It's, it's some sort of, whether it's true or not, or whether it works out or not, that's the way I read it. People are thinking, ah, maybe they don't have this completely, but they're close enough that I can have uh, slight optimism about the next six months or something. I was looking at the Atlanta Fed. They do a GDP Now tracker, which is the, there's a very, very real-time measure of the economy. And, and so far, and, and, the, and this is not official because we won't know for several more weeks, but the Atlanta Fed says we were negative in the second quarter. We know we were negative in the first quarter. That means we technically were in recession for the first half of the, half of the year. So there, the, the, we've probably met that definition, two negative quarters, but we've averaged about 450,000 new jobs a month. The, the We just had unemployment claims or jobless claims that came out this morning those were a little worse than expected. So we've, we're seeing jobs, people losing jobs at a slightly higher rate month over month over month. So if you look at the economy, you know that it's slowing. In even the best areas, which right now labor has been, the employment situation has been kind of the bright spot of the economy, which is a huge variable in, in the economy. So the, 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 I think the public is looking at this. And a lot, remember, a lot of trading is hedge funds. It's a, a, a lot of trading that you see on any given day is because of and the what do you mean by that? What's the implication it's, of that? It's not a retiree diving in, s- selling everything in March, April, and then buying everything back with a 750-point rally we saw earlier this week. It, it's mostly the hedge funds that are doing these shorter-term bets on, oh, wait a minute, maybe the economy isn't as bad as we thought. Maybe inflation is starting to peak. And maybe that means Jerome Powell and the Fed can slow down this aggressive interest rate hike cycle. And maybe to, to possibly we get a soft-ish landing. I know you don't love that term, soft landing. Well, I mean, but it looks like I'm rooting for it. Means it. I, I don't, yeah, it means I, it's a not-so-terrible recession. Yeah, we're going to we, – we are in a recession, technically, as you've said. Uh, probably te- – I mean, I don't, you mentioned Atlanta. I don't know if it's federal. But we're basically in a recession. Now the only question is how deep is it going to be? How long is it going to last? And are we going to be able to rebound from it? And the thing to remember, as negative as I've been, the thing to remember about all of this is we've used this word variables a few times in this conversation. We have variables with this one that we've never seen before because we've never purposely created aided an economic disaster, which even if you're for it and in favor of it still now, we've never done this before where government shut business down and then printed a bunch of money, told people to stay home. And we have to remember, as strange as that was, getting out of that However it happens, and how bad or, or, or not bad it ends up being, it's going to look different than any other economic recovery because it was caused by something that's unprecedented, right? 
Correct. And the, I think you're exactly right. The question is, how bad is it? Right. Is it yeah. is it a really nasty recession where the unemployment rate goes back to seven percent or do we have a slightly higher unemployment rate where we go from three point six, which is super low where we are today? And maybe it, it goes up to four, four, one, four, two, four, five, which would, would be a pretty mild but uncomfortable economy. Yeah, and don't forget the, uh, the the supply chain issues. Is that long term? Is it starting to clean up? You know, there's so many, there's so much in there where we have these weird things where, well, uh, a lot of people are getting jobs, but the inflation's out of control, and we are in a recession. And I just think it's we're all going to be learning. Even people like you are going to be learning because we've never really seen this set of circumstances before. We'll be back. Unanswered Doctrine. Love it. Listen to it every day. The best show on the radio. Weekdays 9 till noon on 95.5 WSB. We don't have a lot of time to get into this with you, Wes Moss, but what's going on with Starbucks right now is uh, very interesting. Howard Schultz has taken over again as their leader. And you remember the... I tell you, when you look at the record of social media, the results of policies advocated on social media, uh, we can go to defund the police... Uh, cripple the energy industry, go to war with Russia, uh, and also allow loitering in Starbucks and their bathrooms. Remember that from a year or two ago? They were racist if they didn't allow people to loiter in their stores. Well, so now, now they're just ha- shutting stores down. Yeah. Right? Do, you, do you have that audio Yeah, I've got fast? it right here. You just tell go me ahead. when to stop, okay? We are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable, but we're closing stores as a result of the co-creation sessions that we've had, almost 60 now, 25 in the SSC and the rest in the field, we had one yesterday in San Antonio. But in all of those sessions, uh, it has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. And then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathroom. The issue. Of all right, that's enough because we don't have a lot of time. But basically, what he's saying is these stores are being shut down. They're profitable stores, but as the CEO of this com- company, I cannot put my employees in this kind of harm's way. And you remember they were going to be racist if they when I when I grew up in this country, the idea was if you wanted to use the bathroom, buy a Coke, right? You you do something, you buy something so you can use the bathroom that turned into racism. Now people are going to lose their job. I think they're going to move them to different places, but different stores, but they can't do that forever. It's 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 a it should be a bigger story than it is. Don't you think, Wes? This is real deal. It's fascinating and it's happening in, in many, many cities. And uh, the when it comes to people's safety, I don't, I don't know what else Starbucks can do, but but move. Yeah, it's a, it's it's again. You got politicians, media. Understand something that I know that you don't. Social media is not real. You can defy social media. You will not be hurt by it. Nobody in the real world actually cares. Wes Moss, tell people how they can get your services or when you're on and when they can hear you. Well, yeah, people can just go to westmoss.com to find me and our team. And money matters nine to eleven this Sunday morning. Thank you, Wes. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Big question going through my mind this morning is, am I a bad person? (laughs) Why? Well, here's one of the reasons. There are many reasons that that question comes up. But Wall Street Journal, not a tabloid, so they have an article from a couple days ago, armpit hair is back whether you like it or not. So obviously they're talking about women, not uh, 
men. People expect that from men. That's the Wall Street Journal reporting on that. That's the Wall Street. Well, they don't. It's not. On, it wasn't their front page okay, news. It's okay. in some you know, lifestyle. They, they they cover the world in many areas. I think this probably is. Uh, yeah, in the do they have a lifestyle, life and work, <laughs> or it could be style. Okay, uh, which section it comes? It's not on the front page. Armpit hair is back, whether you like it or not. And I have to ask myself, and uh, we'll ask Autumn if she's into the armpit revolution, whether I like it or not. But I, I, I don't like it, and that makes me wonder, am I a bad person? Autumn Fisher, and I know I'm not in a wide way because you're going to say, yes, you're a bad person. But on this narrow, <laughs> in this narrow area, am you know I a bad well. person because <laughs> I don't like for now? For, I wouldn't force anything. They can do whatever they want. It's just not attractive to me. Well, um, you're definitely allowed to have an opinion. That's that's totally fine. I think it would be important to think about why you don't like it. Is it is it rooted in the sort of system that has forced or yeah. gotten not forced but have influenced women that like shaving your armpits and shaving your legs is yes. the better thing? Absolutely. Yes, it but is absolutely is it influenced by the, that. Is it because women? Being hairless, it's more feminine. Back to, why? It's just more feminine why? to me. I don't why? because I grew up that way. Right? I mean, you, you, why we, though? We can question. We can question. Hold on. We can question everything. I'm not saying that it's not natural. I'm just saying that you can overturn a lot of things in concepts and in notions, and I can agree with those. But I can't make myself get turned on by the new thing. No, that's go, not the point. That's not so the point. I should just I should no longer want to be turned on by women. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love your extremes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, the, in the You're extremes allowed, we can find. Like I things. said, because of the way that you were raised and the world you grew up in, you are absolutely allowed not to. Hold on. Get out of here. Oh, it's damn kids. Well, not allowed. I have to a, do your job. I have an article from Chicago I'm Tribune. I'm so sorry. Explain, no, explaining the history of why uh, women started shaving their armpits. If you want to get a little history behind it, it well, actually. I think I know. Hold on, I think I know what it is. I think I know that it's uh, men just like women without armpit hair more, and men have uh, run the world. I it, don't. It was I don't in, deny that in May of 1915, Harper Bazaar ran an Bazaar. ad. Bazaar. Bazaar. Oh my oh, okay. god! It's that just not a person's name. It's it, a publication harper's bazaar well thank you i learned something today in turkey an ad harper bazaar did we work with harper bazaar he did yes. traffic for us hello i am harper bazaar there is mattress in lane <laughs> so they, we can blame harper bazaar yeah, for they, all of this they ran an ad featuring a woman in a sleeveless dress and bare armpits and be, it's that they think that that's where the trend be, began and then but, guys were like hey i like that but also probably women you, you, you what's thrown a, a, a lot we, we don't really cover here is that it may be that a lot of women saw that and thought, I think that looks better. But, you know, men did <laughs> control suspect, the world. So, you know. What I suspect happened is, I mean, first of all, it could be uh, just like how we were sort of taught that certain plants aren't really food anymore. And we've decided that that's a weed. It's not a plant. It's not a food anymore. It's because the industry was behind certain foods, and so those were the foods that were offered in grocery stores that you could purchase instead of just find, right? Because that's my foraging background. I know. Then, if we're talking about if we're talking about shaving armpits, it could have been the start of a razor company saying, like, we need more people. We want to get women into buying razors instead of it just being for men to shave. I agree their with faces. that. I don't. I don't deny so, any of that. But I did. But I have to say that I fall on the side of. 
I think that women are more attractive when they don't have hair under their Right, arms. and that might just be based on how you were raised. It might... But, but and everyone. And everyone. Oh, sure, everyone. But it, I think it's important to look and say, well, why is that? Why okay, do I I, I've, looked, I've, I've looked and said, why is it? But um, it's just... I, the question is here it because is whether I was told I'm a bad it was person. More, and then it just became the thing? Or is it I something know, that I actually that. don't really I mean, care people, about? People can sometimes, you know, they, they see something when they're seven years old and somehow it works into their sexuality Feet. when they're adults. So we know that everything that's around you and how you're raised is going to have to do with that. Let's get back to my real question, not about the necessarily the history of all this. I've given all of that. Yeah, it's patriarchal. Okay. There's no doubt about it. The question is, <laughs> am I a bad guy because... I won't go along and say, you know what, it, that was some sort of mini crime of history and it's being righted now and I should be. No, I, I, I'm hoping for women to still choose the razor over nature. Does that make me a bad person? That's the question. Uh, no. Thank you very much. I have had a female say that I am not a bad person. I don't represent all women. Though. No, no, I'm bringing you in as a... Yeah, uh, she, as a, she represents all women. Yes, on this show you do, hey, Jared, because you're the you only one. Mouth. By the way, actually, I think Eric might have an argument here. I'm, I'm digging a little bit deeper here. It is So going back to his, history, I mean, going way, way deeper into history here, it's not necessarily a patriarchal trend. It says here that ancient Egyptians removed all of their body hair from head to toe. That's men and, and women. Then, yeah, I know. Ancient cave paintings showed men using seashells as tweezers yeah. to pluck out unwanted hairs. Well, that's They would sit in their own feces, but they didn't <laughs> want unwanted <laughs> hair. You get an ingrown hair, you know? You got to pluck it out with a seashell. He's very hygienic. He's uh, fussy. This one. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Well, I, I, I do. Him or me? No, no, Eric. Yeah, this guy. No, Eric. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I want. I do want to mention one thing that we're not mentioning that Autumn, you do know, is that uh, I'm a fan of uh, shaving my own pits. Yes. Because I can't stand. Uh, I just can't. When it gets, you get older and it just keeps growing. I just like, clean it up. Why does it, it get up. longer? Huh? It gets, it gets I feel like um, when you get gets, older, uh, they do get weird and long. I braid mine. Yeah, it gets. It gets. You do what? I braid mine. Oh, I thought you said you burnt yours. No, no, no. I braid it. You get little. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah. If they, get, if they get. I don't know if they, if they just keep getting longer and longer, but they just get more annoying. I know that. Yeah, it's so, like your eyebrow hair. You get those yeah, like weird yeah. seventeen weird long yeah. ones when you get older. I was watching. Uh, I don't know Willie Nelson years ago on it was some kind of thing a live concert, and he was wearing. Uh, you know, you can't say beater anymore, right? Whatever. What <laughs> a tank top. Uh, a tank top, and he raised his arm, and I saw that he, I was like, Willie Nelson shaves his underarms? Well, that's all the permission I need. No one questions the great Willie Nelson. So once I saw that he did it, I was like, yeah, I'm getting he's, rid of that He's hair. a ginger. He may not have any. Yeah, that's but what I was thinking. He might have some Egyptian roots, too. So, you know, yeah, that yeah. just goes Possible all the way Possible as well. <laughs> the Egyptians <laughs> removed their hair. Oh, now, River, he's my man. <laughs> what, uh, what were you going to ask me if you still remember? Oh. I say that because I would probably forget, not because uh, of no, uh, you can tell me if I'm a bad person for just yelling at Pete to get out of here. No, you, you, your your son is a bad person for not recognizing <laughs> that you're at work. 
and he asked you me have an obligation. Break. Do your children not understand the ethos of show business? No, I guess <laughs> not. You know, this is really something you need to. You're not a good show business. Look at the Von Traps. Well, there are like 18 of them. They all understood the rules of show business. That's right. You I can't... needed to mute and do my special whistle for him. Exactly. Remember in the Von so Traps, that's what he did. Actually, I only know their name and the people that were in it. I never saw that movie. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's another one that I just never saw. I wasn't a big fan of musicals outside of West Side Story. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither. <laughs> yeah, during the break, was... he was like, can you stop doing your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't because which, this is what you have to do. You got to sit there and go, do you want food for lunch? Okay, you got to put together this kid. The food that ends up in your belly is a possibility because of what mommy does in her closet in the morning. So if you take that away, let's think. What? I, I'm, a, I'm speaking to your son, Pete. Pete, what is your favorite dessert, Pete? What, what, what's your favorite thing? The favorite dessert? What, what is it? Chocolate ice cream. Okay. Let's get him see, on the here's show. the deal. Do, do you know how you get chocolate ice cream? Store. Uh, you, no, I know that, but mommy, it costs money. Mommy, mommy, mommy can't get you that chocolate ice cream if mommy doesn't make money to pay for the chocolate ice cream. Daddy will mommy, get it, Dad. Well, okay, oh. that's a different thing, but you're not at Daddy's right now. Well, he Daddy's an astrophysicist. Over. Daddy's an astrophysicist, and mommy's a little confused. He takes after me. But, but don't go with is... the bit. That's right, Pete. Don't go with the bit. Just keep asking questions. No, but... <laughs> It runs in the family. These fishers <laughs> cannot do improv. It runs in the family. Look at it from daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like my line there? Daddy's an astrophysicist and mommy's a little confused. <laughs> wow. What a jerk. That's a cheap Twix song. <laughs> <laughs> but, but mommy still has to buy the chocolate ice cream when you're at mommy's. And mommy does that. So what I'm saying, Pete, is if you don't stop interrupting your mother, while she's doing her job, no more chocolate ice cream for you. That's what I'm saying. Not even for See, grandma and grandpa? No, no, you'll get it from there. But okay. if you were there, okay. He could just walk over. Bye. <laughs> this is totally ineffective. <laughs> I think you're, uh, you need to start raising some, uh, some good showbiz kids. That's what you're you right. need to do, Autumn Fisher. We'll be back. You know, the audience growth for this show is just amazing, and we appreciate everybody who supports the show. We love everybody. But we may favor some people, not necessarily that we favor them over other listeners, but some of our listeners provide more, uh, are a little more fun to deal with because we do have a section of the audience, apparently, that uh, gets, uh, gets drunk very early in the morning and listens to the show on a daily basis. And I'm not saying that we favor these audience members over others, uh, not at all. But they do, from time to time, vis-a-vis -vis the open mic, provide a little bit of fun. Now, we have uh, the, uh, the drunk lady who hates Autumn uh, has uh, something to say. Autumn, you ready to hear the drunk lady who... <laughs> yeah. And, and when I say hate, I mean uh, in only a it's way... It's the same that... lady that always hates me, right? Yeah, she's always drunk. <laughs> and okay. the hatred only comes from a place that can, can start with alcohol. You know, when it's somebody you don't know and when you have the ability to listen to 17 other shows and never hear this lady again as long as you live, but you continue to tune in because apparently she likes the, I think she likes the rest of us. Does she like the rest of us, yes, Jared? Or do you she only, does. She, she always, you only play when she goes after Autumn because it's more fun? No, no. She notoriously goes after Autumn. She just, she likes the men on the show. Well, you know, that's just the way some people are. She is obviously a misogynist. 
And women can be. Oh, you'd say, oh, I'm missing dressed, Eric. I say no. I say no. I call it female misogyny is what I call it. But, uh, yeah, she does. She's drunk. She hates Autumn. So uh, let, it, let it spin. Autumn, I heard you're taking calls today about not being fresh. And my question is, does it really amaze you you're not fresh when you um, talk about it all the time or with multiple men? Is that really amazing you're not fresh? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's amazing. That's the first topic of the morning about Autumn not being fresh. You would think with all the things going on in the world, you would have tons of topics. All right. This is the fact. Well, she is judging the show a bit. I know. The fact that listeners use the term topics annoys me to no end. Annoys me to no end. Uh, What are you, a program director now? Topics. (laughs) Hey, Eric, I want your show to talk about the same things that all the TV 24-hour shows are doing. I want you to talk about the things that are in my social media, and I want you to talk about the things that the other big-time radio hosts are. No, I'm not interested in that. I mean, sometimes we talk about those things, but this is not a topic-driven show. It's a what kind of mood is the host in and what the hell is he thinking about today? (laughs) That's the kind of show it is. Take it or leave it. Many people are taking it. Now let's get to the autumn hatred. She really has a great voice, though. You think so? She has a great radio voice, don't you think? She's the well, because she's got that drunk, maybe smoking thing going. Well, on. Yeah, without without the drunk, like the, without the little bit of the slurring that goes on, mm-hmm. she doesn't have any like, um, you know, what's this called again? Fra- vocal Vogel fry. fry. Yeah, every she, commercial yeah, like has very, that now. And she's got like the deeper voice. She sounds great. She's Not like, okay. being fresh. You yeah. would think with all the things going on in the world, you oh. would have tons of topics. I like how she uses Autumn to beat the door in to start yelling at the show. <laughs> <laughs> As if we, oh, it's funny. It's like we have a meeting. Is I don't know. I don't see any topics. We better talk yeah, about Autumn's talk about? hygiene. What do you guys say? Yeah. All right. Is, hey, y'all, I stink. It <laughs> doesn't appear to be uh, spread. There could be lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of topics. And on given days, 99.9% of them bore the hell out of the host of this particular radio That's show. That's usually how it goes. There's that a ton is of how things. it goes. Yeah. I am offended by topics. I understand that that table is set probably by the New York Times and Washington Post, and then it trickles down to CNN. And by the time you and I wake up between 5 and 7 a.m., somebody somewhere from up on high has said, these are the 7 to 10 things that we'll be talking, that we'll be discussing today. And that annoys the hell out of me because we wake up every day in a vast universe with many interesting things, many things to be interested in, to talk about, to understand, to uh, engage in, relate with one another about, and it annoys me to no end that almost all of what we consume on the 24-hour news networks, within the social media sphere, uh, on talk radio, if you think about it, count them down on a daily basis, it's usually between, say, six or ten topics. If you turn on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC at 8 o'clock in the morning, when you get to whatever show they have on at 5 p.m., almost certainly they will be debating the same thing that were debated at 8 a.m. Yet, 
rather than just having one show that's on all day long, they pretend to have a bunch of different shows. Oh, here's a new host with their own personal branding. And what are they going to do? Something different? No, they're going to bring up a topic and then they're going to, you know, go around the horn with some sort of panel. Well, isn't that what the last show did? Oh, yes. Yeah, stick around. It's what the next show is going to do as well. It's not what this show does. All right, the uh, the ESPYs were last night. Did everybody watch? Oh, no yeah. One? Huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't watch, but what I'm guessing is that uh, this is just a guess. And we have uh, Paul Entertainment News International Stanley. I believe he's going to give us the breakdown of the winners and losers. I was glued to point. the TV set the whole night. Uh, I'll bet you were, because it probably surprised you to find out that this sports phenomenon fell into the entertainment world, but it is, in fact... Yet another awards, a televised awards ceremony that nobody cares about. So that makes it's going to fall into the entertainment news area. Having not watched it, who hosted? Steph Curry? That's right. Having not watched it, my guess is that the takeaway would be that uh, female athletes are much more important and better than male athletes. Let's do this. Hi, it's Paul Stanley, and this is Paul Stanley Presents. The latest in music and entertainment news, only on the Von Hessler Doctrine. And maybe that's correct. Maybe that's a correct assessment. Maybe time for us to stop clamoring for interesting sports <laughs> and become better people. <laughs> All right, Paul Entertainment News International Stanley. The lawyers tell me that's what I have to call you. Mm-hmm. Are you still on your farewell tour? Been going on about a decade now? Yeah, last night we were in Bruges. Where's that? I don't know. It's in some country in Europe. Bruges has a neat name. It sounds like bruise. It does. It sounds like bruise. It also sounds like maybe one of those uh, one of those off colors, like if you're going to paint your house, so the inside of your house, it would be a it would be a painted bruise selection. Yeah, plain, it's yeah a Rolling Stones song. It's in France. Thanks. What? I think it's in oh, French. Oh, it's in France. It's in France. Uh, Oh, Bruges. So you're over there uh, in front of the French audiences. Do the French audiences love their uh, rock and roll? La Kiss. They love us. Yes. Bouche. La Kiss. Mm -hmm. La Lick It Up. You know, we were going to play Kiev, but uh, something's going on there now. We can't get in. Yeah. I don't think it's a good time to be doing shows in Kiev. People need to rock, Eric. I know that they need to rock, but, right, you know, people are a little distracted in Kiev. You know, the whole world doesn't revolve around the Kiss Farewell Tour. You know what? May, what? I was going to say, if they really want to win, they'll draft the KISS Army. Mm. Well, listen, it's a proxy war, so mercenaries are welcome. So we'll send Ace. If, if you, <laughs> you guys want to send Ace and Peter? He'll breathe Peter on can, the Russians, uh, and they'll run away. Peter, <laughs> Peter uh, he has that drum, like for the American Revolution, that fife and drum corps thing. Yeah, but he's it was not. was a big poster. I, I think I had that poster as a kid where you guys, it was like a fife and drum corps, and Peter Chris That's was right. in front of it. Yeah. We were at Lexington. We fought back the Redcoats. Hey, before I get to the ESPYs, yes. which is important, I wanted yeah. to weigh in on one of your topics. Oh, <laughs> we don't do topics, but is there a topic? Is there a well, current The event? last half hour of the show, you were talking about hair, and I just wanted to say chest hair is always going to stay in. It'll never uh, not be in. You see, there's the thing. Is I think I'm being consistent, though, right, Autumn? If I say that I don't, don't like, like chest hair either. 
I don't, yeah, I don't like, uh, like when I see the 70s, you know, you look at the Bee Gees, all three of them on stage with their sexy, chest hair. Right? Women yeah, love it. No, I don't think it's sexy. And the first uh, rock and roll show I ever saw in my life in 1977 was, in fact, Kiss. And even at the age of 14 or whatever I was, uh, I thought, why is that man, why does he have a a big Brillo pad right well, You were more of a Leaf Garrett guy, a Leaf Garrett guy, you know, a hairless teen guy like him. Oh, yeah, you like what, twinks. I, I feel like I'm being somebody, you're, you're trying to categorize me. You're trying, listen, maybe you, I'm not saying no, don't I, have I, chest don't, hair. I'm saying don't lead with it. I, I, think, I don't think it's a good look. You to like lead. twinks. You don't like bears. All right, you guys, this has been twisted. You got to go with beyond what you got. It's all right. Just embrace all recognition. it. Don't deny who you are. It's fine. I we have chest hair. You for I have. Twinks. Oh, we're all friends here. I have chest hair, mm-hmm. but I don't lead with it. I don't. I don't open my. I don't walk around like you. Still to this day. And here's the question: I have watched you on YouTube, Paul Stanley, yes. on this uh, farewell tour, and your chest hair. You're still leading with your chest hair. Are you dyeing your chest no, hair? Because it is that's as, disgusting. It is that's as, weird. No, it is as dark as it was when I was 15. <laughs> that's not possible. It is possible. <laughs> Not possible. So we know now that you, Paul Entertainment News International mm-hmm. Stanley, right? It, who says this is? Who could look at this and say it's not pathetic? You are an old man dyeing your chest hair and then leading with it. Well, listen, you have to use what you have, right? Mm-hmm. And what you have are products to make your chest hair look like it's not old and gray. I also have a big congratulations to Vitaly Klitsch Co. Co. Who won the well, Arthur Ashe. For Courage oh. Award on the ESPYS thing, last yeah, night. The thing holding us. Hey, this is the new thing with with producers. Hey, we got a uh, a completely you know who cares award show going on here, which is all the award shows. Uh, we got to somehow have the Ukraine connection. Were they not able to get uh, uh, Zelensky to appear at the? Somebody uh, read read up on it. Did is this is this the one award show that Zelensky didn't appear on? As far as I know, he has not appeared. I do think it's a little ridiculous though that Steph Curry hosted the event. He gave himself best NBA player, gave Clay Thompson the best uh, uh, comeback player, and the best yeah. team goes to the Warriors. I mean, come well, on. They didn't that's, win. That's ridiculous. That's kind of the problem with the ESPYs is, uh, hey, what's the best team? Well, I don't know. Who won the championship? <laughs> you kind of know, don't you? Was there a better team that just didn't quite make it all the way and win the championship? So the only thing there that I would question a little bit would be Clay. I don't think he showed up as much in the finals, right? No, not, not not as much at all. He definitely had an amazing comeback season, but to give awards almost to yourself, right? It seems yeah. weird to me. Or well, to your I team. have seen that. Go ahead. Well, he didn't give himself the award. He yeah. was hosting and then was awarded the award. Oh, he knew. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. <laughs> you think he knew? No, I'm just saying, you're, he Jared, knew. you're talking about it like he was in charge since he was hosting. He's like, I'm going to give well, myself the award. It's not a great look. I've seen it before. Like, I think I've seen musicians host the yeah. Grammys and then win the Grammys. And it may be one of the reasons that people began. There are many reasons that people began to tune these things out. One of them was we all woke up and realized, uh, oh, they're not better than us, these celebrities. <laughs> they're just better at a thing. Yes. They're better at a thing. Like, they're better at playing basketball or football or they're better at acting than we are. I think but a for lot of years and years, stuff. we thought they were actually better and yeah. fascinating. And what we found out in the last few years, probably because of social media, is that these people are just petty, mundane, just like us, just like our friends. There's nothing really all that special about them, except that they all do one thing better than we do, right? I think I think a lot of the pandemic helped us with that. Yeah. When they all started singing Imagine yeah. and apologizing for things. That and like, may have... You know what? Going that, live and not doing anything interesting and then getting what, in trouble for their they representation. Sing Beth? 
Beth is a song I think that everybody can get behind. I believe that if you really looked at it, that Imagine video very early on in the pandemic may have what have been what broke the celebrity worship as it was up to that point. Oh, I'm not correct. saying there this, isn't oh, Eric, there this is, is gold. celebrity worship. It broke there the woke. Imagine there's no hell. Oh, stop. Did this scale <laughs> the future. So and then who joined? Wonder Woman. No hell below us. <laughs> Above us on the sky. Ed Sheeran. Imagine all the people. Yeah, you can stop it. I don't want to lose, but they lost. That like, song is awful to begin with, okay, and now you on. have all these awful <laughs> celebrities singing it. I'm kind of with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really over. Song. No, why didn't they it's play um, like Mother? Mother. It is, it is, it's overdone. It's overhyped. It's no instant karma, if you ask me. But or Mother. Working class hero. That working class hero would have been good. <laughs> Can you imagine if Mother was the John Lennon song that everybody was going to go screamed song? at the end? Everybody... Mama, don't go. No, the thing about Imagine, though, I Daddy, do, come home. as Jared Yamamoto would say, in defense of it, it's a beautiful piano line, and uh, he is in great voice. But the lyrics are a little bit, I've always thought, eight, a 17-year-old high school girl. Poor boy. Well, there, it was written by Yoko. Oh, so that's why it sucks. Well, there you go. It was not written by Yoko. Yes, it was. Come on. Look it up. A little parts of it. All right, uh, listen, no, we're not going to get lost in this. It was all she in her diaries. Obla di, obla da. Hey, congratulations <laughs> to Kyle Troop, who won Best Bowler at the S2. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and how many of us follow professional bowling? I assume I he do. deserves it. I don't know. I, I record it um, all in back, my DVR. Go back to the Arthur Ashe Courage Award, which now ESPN, ESPN uses this to virtue signal every year now. Arthur Ashe. Great uh, human, uh, great tennis player, uh, died way too young, um, showed courage. So to have an Arthur Ashe Courage Award is a, is a good thing, and I think early on it was kind of given out in the real spirit of it. Uh, but now it's, uh, it's always a way to, to virtue signal. So I believe uh, Caitlyn Jenner won one year. It was that ESPN's way of saying we're on the right side of history. And so now this, uh, what is this, Klitschko, he was a boxer, and I think he's still the mayor of Kiev. I'm not sure. He is. Um, so uh, it's their way of saying, hey, we're on the right side of history. But, and okay, fine. It no, doesn't bother me. But I think overall, as you, as you see the ratings for all of these award shows, go away i think it's because some of people realize it's not a real thing it's like okay espn wants to make a connection to the ukraine conflict and so they're just gonna do this you know the way stephen king was made to look like a fool have you seen that stuff online oh uh, yeah that was so bad (laughs) oh is that when the president of ukraine called him that was yeah suppose how are again these celebrities who for some reason we believe because this guy can write amazing books about uh, deadly clowns <laughs> that somehow he's going to know about the world. They are so easily duped. So what, what is this? Uh, it's, um, it's a couple of these pranksters have been around for a while because even before the war, I knew about these people, right? They would, they would prank. They're, they're like a morning show, right? Yeah. They're like a morning a, radio show, and they, they pranked a lot of politicians in the United States. Yeah, didn't they prank? Uh, didn't they prank Schumer or somebody yeah. recently? Being Zelensky, they've pranked somebody else. They make it so easy 
because these celebrities and politicians don't know what the hell they're talking about, but they just want to be on the right side of history or whatever. So Stephen King is all in on the war in uh, in Ukraine. Does he know anything about it? I doubt it. <laughs> But, you know, everybody else is. And Stephen King has decided I'm an old man and I write books. I'm, I think more people have bought my books than any other author in history. But I got to be on social media. I don't have an outlet. I've got to be on social media and reveal that I don't know much more about the world than anybody else. Uh, can you go with just the beginning of this? Just so I'm amazed that anybody would believe this was Zelensky. Can you just play the beginning of it? Stephen King here. Do you hear me? Yes. Hello. I hear you very well. Hi. How are you there, Mr. King? I would love to come to the Ukraine. Okay, we'll come back to this. But, I mean, you got to be kidding. Hey, hey, it's uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Hey, Stephen King, you there? <laughs> we'll be back. Seriously entertaining. The Von Hessler Doctrine. Weekdays, 9 to noon. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Paul, can you hang out with us? Yeah. I want to hear more about entertainment, but i got to give away some things and announce some things here in sure. this segment. If you want an exclusive look at the events that's, that are going to be offered during this year's WSB Carathon, visit wsbradio.com forward slash carathon and claim your spot at one of this year's exciting events, all of which benefit patients at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorders Center at Children's. Uh, we have, you can join me and the doctrinaires at a live broadcast from Legends Distillery. That's going to take place on 8 24, 22, it says here, all in numbers. Uh, you can attend a Braves game with Clark Howard and me, Eric Von Hessler. That'll be on 9 20, 22. Or there's the pub crawl with English Nick and Jared. That's on 10 7. You coming this year? 22. Uh, as I say, there's a pub crawl with English Nick and Jared <laughs> on 10 7, 22. Uh, so go there. And yeah, you can get in before we get started with the actual carathon if you want to be a part of any of these events. You can do it online, wsbradio.com forward slash carathon. Now the giveaway part. Win two tickets to the Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary tour at the Fox Theater on October 11th. Michael McDonald will be there along with the rest of the gang. Be caller number 10 to 404-872-0750. The tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. at foxtheater.org. Hour number three. That's right. Hour number three of the Von Hessler Doctrine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Begins right now. From a place of love in my heart. Maybe a little light in-house criticism. So, I'm to assume that we'll be doing stories about every campaign commercial that Brian Kemp drops? Is that... Uh, is, <laughs> every time Brian Kemp has a new commercial, we're going to... Uh, cover it. I, I would have to assume that's only on Shelly show yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least you do have your outlet here at WSB yeah. I'm glad about it because I love Shelly and I even like Melanikai yeah you get along even though you uh, disagree politically I don't know how much difference we have on things but I know she probably is a booster for Stacey Abrams that's okay I got Shelly okay well listen you got uh, uh, <clears throat> one part of the uh, double-headed hosted Word on the street, you're doing pretty good. Word on the street is I'm going to defeat Stacey Abrams and continue to serve the state of Georgia as your governor. It is going to be. I hate when people say things like, well, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But um, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm wondering if Republic, 
because let's face it, the Biden administration, I don't care how you look at it. It's a disaster. It's a disaster if you're progressive. It's a disaster if you're independent. And it's a disaster if you're not super duper wealthy and, uh, you know, paying $5 a gallon or more for gas or $4 or well, Just get an electric more. car, Eric. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Mayor. If you Pete, don't you believe seen... it's a disaster, then you're a fool. That's what a what? fool believes. Oh, thank you. Are you trying to remind me that I'm supposed to congratulate the winner to the Doobie Brothers? Yes, uh, Autumn it is. Thank you, Autumn. It seems to You're me, welcome. and I will. I I, uh, I will do that. But you know, my old man brain can only stay on certain threads uh, for so long. Like Governor Kemp. Have- South Dakota, yeah. Dakota was open. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. To finish that thought, my idea is... Did they do a story about that? <laughs> for all of that, for everything that's going wrong with the administration right now, I am not I think the Republicans are really convinced that the Roe v. Wade overturning is going to be the, the the sentiment and the backlash from that is going to be overwhelmed by inflation and all of these things. First of all, we don't know what inflation is going to look like in November and the a couple of weeks leading up to it. Um, but my guess is it's going to be more of a pushback than they're expecting. I'm not predicting anything, but I just have to tell you, in my own personal life, anecdotally, the women in my life, from the left, from the right, from the middle, they're all pretty freaked out about it. And that doesn't go into uh, the, what the Supreme Court does, what the Constitution says, uh, the fact that states are supposed to decide things. That's history. I'm not talking about that, and that is certainly relevant in terms of who are you voting for? However, the, those things don't matter. You can you don't have to have uh, a super knowledge of what the Constitution means before you vote. So I, I if if uh, if inflation goes away, if the gas prices come down, uh, I'm wondering how much they can do with independence. But if you look at the latest polling for Biden, I mean, he is so underwater right now, 31%. And you could say, well, does that affect the local governor's race? Or Yeah, everything does. If Democrats are just demoralized and don't go to the polls, that's not only going to, that's going to affect, you know, your local races. So uh, that's the two things that are fighting each other. It's just this horrible administration that can't do anything right. But then this sort of ground-shaking overturning a Roe v. Wade. And I think if gas stays up around $5 and inflation (laughs) doesn't abate, my guess is Republicans are right. That will win the day. But you don't know what's going to be happening in late October, early November. Now, one thing I do know is that I have to say, I have to congratulate somebody. Where's my Slack channel? Did you put it in the Slack channel? Yeah, his name is uh, Kyle Wackerby of Conyers, Georgia. And he just won? Yes, he won. Two (laughs) tickets to see the Doobie Brothers. (laughs) I don't, I don't have everything in Their front of me. Their 50th anniversary tour at the Fox Theater on October yeah. 11th. If you didn't win, tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at foxtheater.org. I was going with the toss action with you there. Go I back know. And I just didn't have it here in front of me. Uh, the... Uh, and I know people listening are on, on either side of this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do things. I know that there's a lot of people who understand where I'm coming from. I do believe that in the midst of everything that we're experiencing in this country right now, you do need somebody to come along and try to look at things objectively. How is this going to play out? How will it affect politics? And I know that people have been trained to believe that anybody talking onto a microphone on a talk radio station is mission-oriented and they're trying to get you to vote a certain way or whatever. That's not my spirit. So don't hit me with the open mics for or against Roe v. Wade and the over 
overturning of, of Roe v. Wade. If you're doing that, look in the mirror. You're staring at somebody who didn't get the point. It's not what I'm talking about. Uh, things do shake out politically in a representative democracy. And I try to look at these things somewhat objectively. However you feel about Roe v. Wade, that's, that's where you're from. And I respect you no matter what that is. I don't believe you need another voice just weighing in on one side or the other. So what ends up fascinating me is, well, Republicans obviously believe that the economy and everything else going on in the world is so bad that although there will be a backlash, it will be overwhelmed by current events. My interest is, is that true? Is that is it going to work out that way? So uh, lay off the open mics. Uh, I don't come from the spirit of being on one side or the other. Okay, silence is death. Or whatever. Okay, well, you need to find another radio show. That's all. I, I don't know what to say to you about that. Everyone does not have to weigh in on that thing that you think about constantly. And once you realize that, I promise you, your life will actually get better. Now, Paul Stanley is still here. Yeah. And but I want to <laughs> fired up too. I and I've just brought him here just to make him sit there and stew and hear about uh, all this stuff that we've been fighting about since the 70s. I guess. Yes. It it never ends. Nope. I I I I was talking to some friends the other day about all this stuff and a lot of people are surprised that I won't jump into uh, just all these arguments that uh, people are having now. And my feeling is, and it may be because of my, I'm 58 now, I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy people. Uh, I want to get along with people. I think people can think whatever they want. It doesn't offend me that they think what they want. But my thing is, I'm beginning to realize that in 100 years, everyone we know will be dead, and there'll be a whole new bunch of people arguing about the same crap. So how, it's, it's not it's not like a hundred years from now they go hey thank God for those people back in the twenty twenties they solved everything they resolved everything so now no it's just a hundred years ago a bunch of people who are all dead now were arguing about stuff we're the ones who are here now we're arguing about stuff and in a hundred years uh, everyone we know will be dead it'll be a new set of people arguing and stuff and that's not saying you should never get engaged what it says is uh, a pinch of salt a little bit of humility. You're not going to solve all the problems of humanity. I respect you from wherever point of view you come from, unless you're gross and disgusting and have ideas that <laughs> most people detest and I yeah. do as well. So but, you're saying you respect yeah. Hitler. Is no, I'm saying? not saying. No, Hitler's on the outside. That's what no. I heard. That's what you heard, but that's not what I said. <laughs> so, yes, if you're with some sort of inside the guardrails, I respect where you're coming from, but you're wrong. Everybody doesn't have to declare where they are about that thing that you think about all the time. That's you. That makes you you, and that makes you special or possibly annoying to your loved ones. I don't know, but uh, you're wrong about that. Just because it's the most important thing to you, it is only arrogance on your part that makes you believe it should be the most important thing to everyone else, no matter what the issue is, including the things that I care about. A little bit of humility, that's all. Let's go back to Stephen King in terms of humility. <laughs> and I'm, I'm blown away by uh, the fact that these celebrities who, you know, he's wearing a Ukraine hat. You know, this is the war that the hippies love. Except for Roger Waters, I have to give it to him. He has been consistent on Ukraine as he has been 
you know, since basically the 80s when he came out as the, the big anti-war guy. So he has not become enamored with this war. But this is the war. How old Stephen King? 74, 75 years old? He's a, an aging hippie, right? Old boomer. You're an old boomer. And I would imagine, Stephen King, uh, this would be the first war you were ever in favor of. My favorite war of all time. (laughs) The music's playing me off. We get back. I promise we'll talk to Paul Entertainment News International Stanley, and we'll see uh, just what a complete moron, maybe the best writer of all time, actually is. So these two Russian pranksters, I guess it's a morning show. It's uh, Kuzmetsov and Stolyaroyf. In, in the, the morning. morning. In the morning. The regular guys. <laughs> They're known as the uh, regular guys of <laughs> Moscow. So these guys have been doing this for a while. Before Ukraine, they've been, they, they, they call up sort of Western people who are famous in the Western world, and they prank them. And I believe they got Schumer or somebody in Adam Congress. Schiff during the um, impeachment. They got J.K. Right. Rowling, George Bush. I think that they got, uh, but I think they got Schumer recently with the same trick, which oh. is pretend. Somebody in Congress they got with the same trick of pretending to be Zelensky, and they got uh, Stephen King. And Stephen King can think whatever he wants about the war, but how he falls for this? I mean, listen to this voice. I know. I mean, I don't know what Zelensky sounds like, but I don't think he speaks English, does he? Aren't we always hearing? Uh, an he speaks very little English. Occasionally, yeah. you'll hear him do like just a couple sentences. But for Please the most part, more money and tanks. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest yeah, he goes knows back how to he... say. He knows how to say. Uh, we need more. Give me this. Javelin. It's not enough. Uh, so, so right there, you'd think Stephen King would be like, or is he believing that he's listening to an interpreter? Maybe I don't know. But if he's not, and he takes this voice. As, but if there's an interpreter, you know because there's a lag, right? Right. You talk, they talk, and then it's explained. So uh, he, I have to believe he falls for the idea that he's actually speaking to Zelensky. And to me, this guy sounds like he's out of like a 1930s gangster film. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead and play. Stephen King here. Do you hear me? Yes. Hello. I hear you very well. Hi. How are you there, Mr. King? I would love to come to the Ukraine. Let's stop. How are hey, you, Mr. How King? How are you, Mr. King? Welcome to Asia, Mr. King. Will you love I, Ukraine? Hello. He, up and he, he does speak English. He, but I've never heard him speak long periods of English. So he speaks say, very not... well. He studied in Israel. He speaks English. Yes. Right. English okay. is my, like my first language. All right. He doesn't <laughs> sound like that. No, he does not. <laughs> he does not sound yes. like that. Hello. I hear you very well. <laughs> well Hi, how are you there, Mr. Hey, how are you there? I wouldn't... I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> How are you? We'll do a little role play. How are hey, you? hey, hey, Stephen King. This is uh, this is uh, President Zelensky. <laughs> uh, hey, hello, Mr. President Zelensky. Uh, Stephen King here. I have my Ukraine hey. hat on. I I can see. Hey, you like the Ukraine? Yeah, don't you love? Hey, it's I'm Zelensky. How are you? I uh. Right, yeah. This is yeah. my uh, Ukraine hat, and I'm here in Bangor, Maine. And uh, uh, how about that Putin? What do you think of him? Huh? He's a uh, you I, don't like him. I don't. I'm not a particularly big fan of his. I know he and President Trump worked together to try to put you down, and I'm glad to see that you're fighting back. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like you, Stephen King. You like my hat? It says Ukraine on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm Zelensky. It has the. Azov. I'm the president. Of, I'm the president of your hat, Stephen King. I'm, I'm a big fan of that Azov unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> They did get him to praise some Nazi or something. Yeah, well, a collaborator. It was a, little, it was a little too deep for me, some Nazi World collaborator from the thirties. <laughs> I would love to come to the Ukraine. Uh I'm wearing my Ukraine hat. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Stop and, for uh, one second. You right can there. see that. Right there. My hat. Okay. Just because you write amazing novels doesn't mean you're the smartest person alive. You, I mean that is that's a virtue sick. Like you, you see, yeah, we see. It's on your head, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a hat. Uh, it says, "Hey, you know how many lives were saved by that hat?" Uh oh, we've looked none. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, uh, we have the Ukrainian flag that flies outside. And what do you think about Russia now? <laughs> how to defeat them? Hey, hold on there. How do you think? What, what do you think about the Russia now? And how do how do you think that we could beat them? Well, back when I was in college, I had a Soviet flag in my dorm room because I was more aligned with the Soviets. But these days, it seems they've gone to being a little more crazy. So I, we have a Ukrainian flag in our front yard. You like my hat? So uh, basically, you've just uh, you've just bought in whole hog. Well, b- buying the whole hog is just like having a side of bacon. That's what Putin's trying to do: is carve up Europe like a pig. <laughs> I like your hat. Thank you. It says Ukraine on it. <laughs> Stephen Kink. Have you? I'm talking to you. Have you missed any of today's show? Well, I bring good news. No need to worry. You can stream or download the full Doctrine podcast on wsbradio.com, the WSB Radio app, or any of your favorite podcast providers, all brought to you by our friends at Findlay Roofing. I believe we have a little more of this... uh, this prank call that was made by uh, this wacky morning show in Moscow. And they convinced Stephen King, uh, the famous horror author, that uh, that he was speaking to Volodymyr Zelensky. And I don't know how he fell for this. The voice does not at all. I would never think that this is uh, <laughs> Zelensky. But, you know, he's a celebrity trying to prove he's on the right side of history. So we have a, a little more here. Well, their weakness, how do you think? In the fair, I see the Pennywise behind you. So maybe he can defeat them, too. Uh, Pennywise will be over there, and he will do whatever he can to help with uh, (laughs) beating the Russians. You Mm. bet. uh, I just think that most everybody understands uh, that we have to make some sacrifices here. Oh, yeah. Uh, The oil prices are up. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you Thank you, Mr. King. <laughs> Mr. King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. In addition to Pennywise, uh, the walking dude and Danny Torrance will be there. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. The lady from uh, the Misery will stop by. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's going to take uh, Putin. She's going to hobble she'll him in hobble bed. hobble him like James Caan hop- in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Hello? Rest in peace, James Conn. Oh, wait, there's more people that oh, want to talk to you, more, Stephen more, King. More yeah. Hello? 
Yes. Who's this? Kim Car- this is Kim Kardashian. Oh, hello, Kim Kardashian. So you Hi. see, I, I have my Keeping Up with the Kardashians poster behind me. Oh, I loved your book about that fog. Oh, yeah, the mist. The mist. Well, the mist is going to come to to Calabasas and lift you up and make sure that you continue to do your show. Okay. Hold on. I have someone else in the room with me. Do you want to talk to the queen? Of what? The Queen of England. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth, how how are you? I have my poster of... I'm the Queen of England. It's nice to meet you. I don't like the Irish either. There's a big picture of you behind me on the other side of the Kardashians (laughs) poster, and I photoshopped a Ukraine hat on you. Okay. You're very handsome. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) thanks. Thanks. You know, my husband is gone, and I get lonely. Well, Well, if you read my books, you know that nobody's ever really gone, and you'll get out. His ghost will be there. Okay. Maybe scare you in the middle of the night. You want to talk to George Clooney? He's also here. Oh, George. Yes, I love George Clooney. Hello, this is George Clooney. Hi, George. I have a poster of you as Batman with the nipples over in the other side. I was the best Batman. You were. You know, I thought, why didn't they make more George Clooney? George. Not George. Uh, Steven. uh, Yes. uh, As your handler. Who is this? I, I'm your handler, Jim. You know, oh, I have a I picture of you together. on my desk, Jim. Look. <laughs> Just I, I'm thinking, anybody calls, I, got the I'm thinking maybe that, that wasn't the Queen of England. I, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Well, it's sure Sally like her to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I see uh, you want to point out what hat you're wearing again? You're, uh... It's a Ukraine hat with a picture of Roland Deshane of Gilead on the top here. Of course, he's a gunslinger from my Dark Tower books, and it's sort of like Putin is trying to reach the Dark Tower, and when he gets to the top, he realizes, well, I can't spoil it for people. Well, yeah, don't spoil it. Were those Stephen King books or that other guy, Richard Bachman? No, Richard Bachman wrote Thinner and some other crap. What was that all about? Why did Stephen King feel like he had to have... I mean, you, there's nine billion books by Stephen King. Why write another billion with another name? Well, I wanted to see if I could write anonymously and people would still buy my books. And it by the way, this is uh, just so you know, this is uh, this is Boris Johnson, former. Uh, <laughs> well, we're sorry for what happened to you. I have a picture of you on my phone. <laughs> I haven't printed it out to make a poster out of it yet. But I was a big fan of yours. I liked uh, how you handled a lot of things. I like uh, I like that hat. That's that's a good hat you got on. There. You sure this it's isn't a- Charles Barkley? It sounds like Charls Barkley. Well, this is Boris Johnson. I'm the Boris I'm still Johnson. the prime minister. Hello, I'm Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael! Oh, look who's here, Stephen King. You know I, th- I love your books. I th- You're my favorite author. I thought you'd passed away, uh, Michael, but you know I'm- everybody lives in the ethereal part of the universe, and you, you could, know uh, that I faked my death. <laughs> You what? Because you're also part of the Illuminati with me, Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's true. I am a Freemason and also part of the Illuminati, and that's why uh, I, I get uh, paid King, to do Mr. all King, these King, pro Ukrainian. I'm not. To, I'm not so sure that's you're actually. I don't really think that's Michael Jackson. He's been dead for a good long time. Now. Well, you know, as I say, in the horror world, no one ever really dies, and he can <laughs> crawl from his crypt like the video for Thriller and dance uh, around as a zombie in a leather jacket with a pretty girl. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you President Zelensky with two Y's. <laughs> Real smart cat, this Stephen King. Hell of a writer, though. Thank you very Wait. much. By the way, I'm going to send Cujo over to Vladimir Putin, and maybe he'll take a bite out of him. Very good.
good. Hey, this is the Prime Minister of Australia. I can't remember my name. How you doing, Malcolm Stephen Turnbull. King? Malcolm Hi, Turnbull. Malcolm, it's great. I have a poster of Doug Australia. <laughs> I have a poster of Australia in the other room. All right, hold on, Stephen King. Uh, we have to give away tickets, and Autumn has to do a live read. Win two tickets to the Doobie Brothers. Oh, is this the Doobie fan- Brothers? Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Stephen a big King. fan. I have all your CDs. <laughs> Win two tickets to see the Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary tour at the Fox Theater on October 11th. Michael McDonald will be there. And if you are caller number 10, you will be there as well. Call 404-872-0750. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. foxtheater.org. Lindy Moore with the Empower Home team from Keller Williams Realty First Atlanta is one of the top real estate companies in Atlanta. When it comes to selling homes, there is no one better. So do you want to know Lindy's secret? While other agents make big promises, Lindy Moore guarantees in writing to sell your home at 100% of your asking price or she'll pay you the difference in cash. She's able to do this because she already has the buyers. She has 15,179 buyers in her exclusive buyers and waiting program. She sold Peter and Cheyenne's home for over asking price with multiple offers and helped them get their dream home, beating out multiple other buyers. So you should call Lindy Moore with the Empower Home Team today at 833-403-SOLD. That's 833-403-SOLD. Or visit lindyhasthebuyers.com. That's lindyhasthebuyers.com. The Von Hessler Doctrine. It's so improv and so real and so funny. Weekdays 9 till noon on 95.5 WSB. Much congratulations to Bobby Harden of Woodstock. Just won two tickets to see the Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary tour at the Fox Theater on October 11th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. at foxtheater.org. All right, not a whole lot of time left here. To uh, uh, Stephen King, you still there? Are you still waiting for calls from celebrities around the world? Yeah, or? I'm expecting a call from Paul Lind. <laughs> Paul Lind Hello. is dead. <laughs> Hi, Paul. I loved you on Bewitched. Oh, thank you. But you were also really um, good. Um, on... There's no need to try to sound like Paul Lind. It doesn't matter. Oh, how yeah, you sound. Hello. <laughs> That was her. That was her. Uh, her instincts kicking in. You sound like the other lady on Bewitched, the one who would. Uh, yeah. Mrs. Kravitz. Mrs. Kravitz was always looking out the window and wondering why the there was a witch living next door. She wasn't a demonic witch. She was a, a, a kind of impish. Stephen King, hello. This is the IRS calling. You forgot to pay your taxes. Oh, I did. Let me talk to Tabitha about that. You're gonna Honey. have to go down to Target and get a gift card to but, pay your taxes. <laughs> By the way, I'm a big fan of the IRS. I have a poster of you in the other room. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, Stephen King, we have a Nigerian prince who wants to talk to you. Hello, hold on, an opportunity. I'm a Nigerian prince. Oh, hello, I, I need uh, help your, your Highness. Money. Pardon me? I need money depositing money in the United States, so I need your bank account information, please. Okay, Tabitha, we need the bank account information. <laughs> By the way, I'm a huge fan of Nigeria. See, I changed out okay. of my... See, my hat has an outline of Nigeria. <laughs> oh, that's very that's a, nice. That's a busy hat there. <laughs> well, I took off the Ukraine hat. Oh, okay. and, was, do you do Hello, it? Hello, my name is Stephen King. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. It's, it's Stephen <laughs> King on the line for you, Stephen King. Oh, it's King. me, Stephen King. Oh, I really love your books. I'm a huge fan. I have all of them on my shelf back here. I have a hat see. with your name on it. Is this Joe Hill, my son? Joe Hill, who's also a horror author? 
you cannot, uh, you cannot, I mean, you can make fun, we can make fun of Stephen King, but everybody just wants to buy into everything. If you, like, I'm cynical, I'm, I'm skeptical of everything. There's no source on this war that I trust. Doesn't matter what side it comes from, where it comes from. I just do the best I can with my own, I don't know, having watched the world for a few years now, try to suss out, but understanding that I just don't know the truth because every side is lying to us, but there's one side that has been given the green light, like, okay, if we're going to listen to one side, it's going to be this side. And I notice, you know, in my cynical mindset, skeptical, I should say, uh, in the news aggregators, all of a sudden, again, there's another round of news stories telling me how Ukraine has the upper hand and Russia is losing. <laughs> and I'll just, you know what? We'll see. It smells like BS to me, um, but we'll see. It's like all of the, like, I, I just don't even click on any of the Putin's imminent death stories. You know, his hand was shaking in a very unusual way. <laughs> that is, now he's what 70 or something he's so he could have something 70, yeah. what is he, he's, he's in his early 70s yeah yeah so i mean he what weather would like to break in well i guess i'll let weather break in so on one hand you see these stories about how uh oh ukraine has got the upper hand and they're definitely winning and then you look over there's another story where uh Zelensky has uh, put the word out to all nations that if they want to test their new weapons they can use his country <laughs> aim them at the russians and they can use his country to test their new weapons and i'm thinking does that sound like i like those two things don't go that sounds like desperation am i wrong no it well, sounds like desperation. for sure but on the other hand, it's a, a lot of stories about how uh, Putin is definitely dying next week. And uh, it's just, to me, it'll all shake out the way that it shakes out. But my spidey sense tells me that we're being lied to, uh, they're being lied to, other people are being lied to, everyone's being lied to. And the biggest lie is that in a time of war... All sides don't engage in propaganda. That's since the beginning of time. That's the beginning of war. Every, you know, I've brought it up before. Look into Jessica Lynch. Look into Pat Tillman. Look into what your country told you about these individuals. All countries at war, if you want to give it the best kind of uh, way of looking at it, you'd call it spin, uh, uh, otherwise known as propaganda. It doesn't make Ukraine especially bad or the United States especially bad for this or NATO countries even. It's just to say that in all of human history, every country that's ever gone to war has engaged in propaganda, thinking that if we get the narrative right, the war will be over sooner than later. Whether that works out that way, that's kind of the thinking. Let's get everybody rowing in the same direction so that we can get through this or people Elitists could have nefarious reasons to make you believe certain things, but the idea is to get everybody on board. So when you close off all the other sources and you just oh, green light one source, then you're just 
basically greenlighting one source of propaganda. Not that the other source is better. The other source is propaganda as well. And even a third source from the outside. There's always an ulterior motive. Somebody's trying to push a narrative. When you single it down to just one source and we can't hear other things, all you're doing is removing some propaganda and leaving only one lane of propaganda. You're not in Ukraine and I'm not in Ukraine, so we really don't really know what's going on. We're relying on other people to tell us what's going on. And that's a dangerous situation when, you know, we are spending $60 billion uh, to fight the Russians. And then you see uh, these weird, I just can't understand the point of view sometimes of the West. It's like, Russia's trying to blackmail the EU by withholding some of their Russian gas. It's like, you're at war with them. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> Are we expecting some sort of uh, gentleman's agreement during war? Well, the story that got me, Eric, was the one that the dolphins are dying in the Black Sea because of the Russia-Ukraine war. That that just pulled yeah. at my heartstrings, and now hey, I know i got to hey, support it. You know it. what? If you want to end a war, people don't give a damn about killing other people. Tell them animals are dying. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> Let's Sounds like you this. need a hat. You need a Ukraine hat. That'll cheer <laughs> you up. King, let's just end I'm this a dolphin with... that's dying in the black sea. <laughs> Hello, dolphin. I have one of you in my bathtub. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're done for today, but we're going to come back tomorrow. Here's the good news. If you like the show, it's bad news if you hate the show. <laughs> Either way, we're going to be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. You're all invited to join us. Until then, continue on your journey. Do not piss off the genie. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.